This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite listening pleasure. Okay, this is your favorite nursing passion. Pick me up, uh, RNN podcast. And I am, I mean, you know who I am because the, the sultriness of the voice, it mm. kind of gives it away. Yeah. Uh, I am Nurse Ivory. And I'm Nurse Ebony, here to bring your PR and dose of refreshments and narcotics. I need so much of that after this weekend and this week. Um, but how how has your week week been? My week has been very stressful. I'm actually closing on my house in the morning, and oh, like tomorrow, like tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then I have to work that night, (laughs) and then I have to move the next day. So I have to like get off work at 630 in the morning, sleep a few hours, get my ass up, move all my shit. <laughs> Are you packed already? Uh, mostly. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I know. Are you hiring a service to do it? No, I've got my friends coming oh. to help me. God bless them. Yes. So I'm just extremely stressed out about that. And I moved when I was when I was nine months pregnant once. Oh. And then I moved two weeks before my wedding the second time. Right. So both times were possibly the most non-ideal times to ever move in life. But moving, I feel like it's like a, the, one of the greatest stressors. It really there is. is. And like I have to be out of my apartment by, by the 31st. And then I'm closing on Monday and they couldn't close any sooner. So it literally gave me like, like one no day. Time to one move day all to your move. stuff. Yeah. Right. That's and crazy. To have to work the night before. I'm just, I'm nervous about how that's going to I'm go. nervous for you. Because <laughs> you never know how much stuff you have in your house until you start moving. And then you're like, what box what does this, this stuff go in? And then you end up going to your new house and you open up and you have this box of like. Random A random stuff. Uno card, a wooden spoon, a sock. And a you're chopstick. like, how did I just throw all right, this A stuff roll of paper here? towels that you found. Like none of this stuff makes any sense. No. A few, pair of, a few pair of underwear that were like found <laughs> underneath the bed, wadded up. Like, I mean, trust, I'm going to keep you in all of my prayers and all you. of my meditation because I understand it. I get it. I am with you there in spirit. <laughs> Thank you. In spirit. I'm going to need it, really. I will emphasize in spirit. And I, I'm happy we're starting off kind of lighthearted because today's episode is, I mean, it's pretty serious. Yes, it is. But um, it is necessary. It's necessary. And I say that with so much intention it is very necessary and um on a personal level and just on us growing as a group of nurses right growing as a society as listen in general that is a long conversation but today we're kind of going to get into racism in nursing yes and we we kind of linked up together me and ebony we we kind of uh, conjoined on adversity at first, like speaking about a lot of the things that happened in this country. And I understand for a lot of people talking about racism. Yeah, it's it's, it's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. 
And I've always prefaced like conversations like, I, I, you know, what a privilege it is for talking about racism being uncomfortable for you what, versus me living with racism. Exactly. Right. Yes. So we have to we have to understand that both sides have an uncomfortableness, but there's a conversation that needs to be had because there's a bigger goal that everybody needs to reach. Yes. And I want to preface it by saying that it is not the responsibility of people of color to educate us as white people on racism. We need to be educating ourselves and what the reality is for our friends and making a conscious effort to avoid participating in it Mm -hmm. and speaking up and, Mm -hmm. you know, defending them when, you know, things arise. Mm -hmm. And so many seemingly good people, they are really privileged to not even notice that these things are happening in our country. It's a very passive thing. It's passive. And to them, the definition of racism is, you know, I'm, I'm going to actively do something or say something to you. Racism to them is an action. It's an action. But in reality, it's ingrained in our society. And all of us have a bias that, you know, we have woven into our behavior patterns. It's and literally it's, woven into every everything that touches this earth, especially in this country. It is. And um, I mean, people don't like talking about it. And mm-hmm. I get it because people have made it political. Mm-hmm. Race, race, the talk of race is not political. Okay. So I'm going to say that before we really dive into this conversation. This is not a political conversation. No. I, I am not a I am not a policy. My Mm -mm. skin is not a policy. Uh, Anybody's life is like not a political game. Okay. Racism is, is a human conversation. It is. And I'd say it goes along with, you know, religion, Mm -hmm. uh, gender, sexual identity. Um, All of those things are about humanity and they should have nothing to do with With politics. politics, period. So this conversation Although don't have it, nothing to do with who you voted for, right. who you gonna vote for, none of that. Right. I don't want to hear none of that. Uh, we gonna, we're going to do our best to move past that and make this about exactly what it is. And that is that there is a very real issue inside the nursing, uh, being nurses inside the nursing field, and it is dealing with racism. And so when it comes to the first kind of dynamic that a lot of people deal with it it would have to be we see the differences in the way certain patients are treated based upon their race yes and so many people will adamantly deny that oh my goodness i would never i would never everybody that is brought into this hospital for me i treat everybody the the same. same right and those to me whenever i hear those words I would never, mm-hmm. and I treat everybody the same. I don't want to call you a liar. <laughs> no, but they are naive. But and you're not ignorant. telling the entire truth, and you're being ig- beyond ignorant. And ignorant is not a bad word. No. Uh, people use it like a bad word, but you are unaware mm-hmm. of of the the wrong that you're saying at this moment. Right, because the reality is we've all done it, and I'll be the first to admit that even looking back and reflecting on my, you know, actions 
there have been times where maybe I wouldn't go into a patient's room as often, Mm -hmm. you know, or wouldn't be as um, on top of things. Maybe if there was, you know, a a whole family full of people that are different from me, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable in that room and I don't go in there as often. Mm -hmm. And these are all things I didn't realize about myself and start until I started educating and having the conversation and not taking that like when if somebody notices it people are like oh what are you accusing me of and it's like no right and it's accusing it's an observation no it really is and um as embarrassing as it is to admit that yeah about myself that's terrible and you know what's crazy i think people are going to come for you because i think a lot of people that are uncomfortable having this conversation, they think the accusation is that only white nurses do this. And that is not at all true. No, this not. is a this is a nurses beyond your color, beyond your gender. We all have had preconceived notions about our patients that then yeah. affect the way that we interact with our patients. Mm-hmm. And it can come from me as a black nurse towards another black patient yes Mm -hmm. i i can't say that i have always only had because me and another black patient relate we've only had positive interaction right right. that would be that would be a lie Mm -hmm. um sometimes when i have maybe a younger black patient they're not as trustworthy of me which i can't say i fought them for them (laughs) for that because it's like how are you going to tell me something to do? We the same age. (laughs) Have you really, you know, so it's not really like they're, it's not really a racial thing, but I think it might be more of an age thing, but because me and them kind of look alike, Mm -hmm. they're not really like, Oh, you, I'm not an authoritative figure to them. So therefore I don't have, yes, always have the best interaction with them. And that, that is also another, you know, form of like, kind of internalized racism where Mm -hmm. someone like a patient of color might treat you differently being Mm -hmm. a black woman versus maybe they do show more respect to an older white woman or something you know Mm -hmm. like it it's ingrained in all in in really in kind of just the way we purposefully interact with 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 people and you know what i've had um i've had instances let me say this from my personal not even probably happened last week or maybe the week before, but I'll come into work and I'll get, look at my assignment and then someone will come over to me with the, um, a warning, shall I say? Oh, we gave you this patient because they're kind of difficult. The family, they're not really trusting us and they question everything we do. And we know how you, you're really good with these type of patients and come to find out it's a black family. Mm -hmm. And I automatically feel offended and I feel offended because there isn't enough education after the hiring process about way, ways different people cope with illnesses. Mm-hmm. In the black community, there's a huge mistrust of medical services. And that is a historical fact. Yes. And it is so well, many times it, we have been duped by medical performances. And so therefore there is an ingrained mistrust yes. in medical professionals. And there's a good reason for that. And so it, it should be 
you know, our responsibility to make them more comfortable exactly. and to gain their and trust. And automatically writing them off as difficult. They're questioning everything I do. They don't trust me next to their mom. They don't want me there. They don't want this and they want that. And instead of trying to understand, like, well, why would they feel this way? Like, I am a stranger to their mom. Yes, I have this badge on. Yes, it says I'm a nurse. And you would think people are automatically trusting of you. But that is not the case for every different person. And so you... Instead of I also I just feel like so many people always always write them off and then they'll they'll, ju- they'll just pass them to the next black nurse like just give them a black oh, nurse because yeah. then they'll seem like and then then shocker alert, alert spoiler alert they're not very trustworthy of me either it takes a minute right. for me to of like wanting to answer their questions and being very direct and um, not sugarcoating wanting to educate and being present in the conversation and being respectful in the conversation to have them open up and understand that I am only here for the benefit of their family. But that takes time. It takes investment and it takes wanting to do as much. Excuse you. (laughs) So, so when it comes to that, it does, it does sometimes bother me and then I'll try to bring it up. And then it's kind of like, everybody kind of goes quiet. Well, <laughs> and and that's another subject that we should discuss is getting defensive when somebody comes to the table with, this is how this made me feel. Mm-hmm. And for nurse managers or charge nurses or or whoever to be like, well, are you, what are you accusing me of? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not a racist. Oh. You know, it's like, that's you, not at all what I was trying to say. That's not what you were trying to say. And, you can't discount or discredit mm-hmm. the way someone else feels about a certain situation. The bottom line is it made you uncomfortable and it was wrong and you spoke up about it mm-hmm. and it shouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And it should be, I'm sorry that we made you feel that way. We won't do it again. Not What, what can we do what from can, this point forward exactly. to help avoid these situations? Instead of becoming defensive and angry because, you know, when racism and race is brought up, I, I feel like there are a lot of white people out there that that they get so angry and defensive because they think that they're being called a bad person. Yes. And I think they think it's a personal attack upon them and their friends and people that look like them. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all like what and everybody can be prejudiced. Right. Yes. Everybody can have a prejudice. I can have a prejudice. You can have a prejudice. No matter what your skin color is, everybody can be prejudiced and have ill thoughts of other people. Mm-hmm. Racism is not prejudice. Okay. Racism is a systemic factor. It's the way that we are ingrained and taught to behave. Mm-hmm. And it it's a it takes work to get out of it. And it takes a lot of work. A and, lot and, of work. And I can tell you in our lifetime it will not be it, would, it <laughs> will it will not be completely correct. Not at all. But what we can do is become more self-aware of our own prejudice and make a conscious effort to step back and like really think about things. You know, for instance, you know, this is this is hard for me to admit, but like, you know, be walking down the hallway in the hospital mm-hmm. and like coming up across like maybe a group of black men mm-hmm. that are coming to visit their family, probably a right. dying mother coming or something. To visit their grandma. Right. They're not there to, like- to intimidate me. <laughs> but like, you know, my like immediate 
reaction before may have been to be a little bit intimidated mm-hmm. and step to the side and, you know, kind of avoid them. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's and you horrible. have to, and that's not a conversation that you have to even have with, with like, anyone. I else? need to go to a black person, let them know I was wrong when I did this. If no. you sit there and tell yourself, I, I'm a better person than doing that. Yeah. I don't really have to do things right. like that. You don't have to go and make amends to every black person that you felt like you've wronged or every Arab person that you felt like you've wronged or every Latino person that you felt like you've wronged. It, it is simply a conversation in a, in the self reflection that you need to have the self awareness when you're at yeah. work. Like, wait, why am I feeling why so I do, what? Yeah, like, what anxious this? about this person? Right. Like, really, what is it? Because, if they're not different in any of the other reasons or ways that I've had any other patient, then really, why am I feeling like this? And it's taking a step back. And like I said, like this is incredibly embarrassing to even like admit about myself, but Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to be vulnerable and transparent when it comes to helping other people like me make a change. And I, you know what, even in this moment, and I have to say, I understand why that is a hard thing because people don't really allow for the conversation to be easily had, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, on a popular Instagram page, uh, on Scrubs Magazine, they posted on their Instagram page the story about a black patient that was arrested while taking a walk, taking a walk around the hospital outside. He claims that he asked the doctor and the nurse, is it okay? He he was getting antibiotics. He was diagnosed with a, with pneumonia. He was on vacation of all places. He was on vacation, got diagnosed with a pneumonia after going into the hospital and falling very ill. And, you know, they, you, you, we're all nurses. I'm pretty sure. I haven't worked the GPU ever, but I know even in the ICU, ambulation is like one of the first things they always it's say. Really you need to get up and you need to ambulate. Get out the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody out the bed. If they can walk the halls, walk the halls. <laughs> so if he says, you know what, you know, me and my boyfriend, we want to go take a walk. And, I, and, and apparently he said he asked the doctor and he asked the nurse and everybody said it was okay. Now, everybody wants to be gray about the fact, oh, he went outside the hospital. He wasn't supposed to be outside the hospital. He's supposed to be in the hospital. I mean, I can tell you just from working in the hospital for the last almost a decade, patients go outside the hospital Mm -hmm. all the time. Some people want to get fresh air. No one really accosts them where I'm at. Um, I've seen them smoking cigarettes outside the hospital. I see them outside the hospital. It's, It's not always something that they're they know that they probably shouldn't do you probably shouldn't go all the way outside when we say you can go wherever and take a walk we didn't really mean outside but you know come back that's Mm -hmm. really you know what everybody says just come back and check in with us do not leave for too long so he said he stepped outside the hospital and according to him he said he actually completed his walk he was like almost back in front of the entrance when security from the hospital he said they didn't say hello. They didn't greet him. They asked him how he was doing. They immediately said, where are you going? Are you trying to steal that IV pump? And he's like, what? Hello? No, I'm like going for a walk. And he said before he even really had a conversation with the security guard, they called the police on him. Automatically accused him of stealing. Automatically accused him of all these things. And police pull up and, you know, why are you outside the hospital? And he was like, the doctor said I could walk. I'm not really understanding. Me and my boyfriend were just walking around. 
And it was just kind of like an automatic rush to judgment. Mm-hmm. So on this, on that uh, Instagram post, there was nothing but people saying, you know, I'm happy you posted this. This is great. And then there's always the few, this is not about race. It had nothing to do with about why would he go outside with an IV pump? Oh my God. Like, are, are you guys, are you serious? Are you delusional? Because <laughs> people do that. Like we, I don't know. And I, and I don't know any of these people making these comments, but, and I don't know if they're brand new to the hospital field and I don't know if they're brand new to being a nurse. But like I said, I've been in actually working inside of a hospital for over 10 years. I've seen it every all day. the time. Every day. Every day. Every day. We don't ever call the police on them. No. I mean, you, you're you making sure ain't nobody about to run off. Right. Thankfully, not with an IV in them. Um, but no, we that's not usually the first thing in our mind. Like, oh, they're going to go steal this IV pump. Because spoiler alert, people that steal um, medical devices from hospitals usually employees. Just just to throw that out there. It's not usually the patients. So um, I so there was this banter back and forth about you guys are making it about race. You guys are making it that way. He was just in the wrong. He was just wrong. And I'm like, I don't think people are really getting it. No, they're not. Because, because acknowledging that it is about race would be to admit that racism still exists and people like to deny that and admitting that and then they'll use the the pre the pre like i know racism exists but this isn't about race and i said well do you think just humor me do you think if it was a young white woman Mm -hmm. walking around with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. outside in front of the entrance Mm -hmm. would they have called the the security guard would have probably approached her differently Absolutely. Would you think he would have probably had the conversation with her first before? First, yeah, yeah. before calling police. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the differences. We're not talking about whether or not the patient was supposed to be where he's supposed to be. It's our reaction. It's the way we interact with patients and that is a, different. And it's an in, uh, not an equal reaction. It's not. No. And until you until we are ready to sit down and say, what do we put in place? To be sure that everybody is always being treated equally, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pull up on homeboy with the IV pump, make sure you pulling up on Rachel with the IV pump, right. okay? Everybody got to be treated. If that's just the way y'all doing it, then do it all across the board. You should be having police being called every day because every day somebody's outside with an IV true. pump. Yeah. So if that wasn't like a pattern, like, oh, we do this all the time. We have the records to show we do it. It's not something you do no. all the time. No, it's not. So that would not be factual. And therefore, that is why people can say, well, race has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. It really did. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes to the way we treat our patients, me as a black woman, you as a white woman, we there there are ways that there's conversations we need to have with ourselves. We yeah. sit down and be like, why am I so frustrated with this lady right. or with this man? Right. It has to be something, right? Yeah. Because- you can't go into somebody else's environment and think they are supposed to adapt to you because you're the nurse. Right. Right. That, mean, that and that is you know, white privilege in a nutshell is <laughs> expecting everyone else to adapt to your way of life or your way of thinking or you know, your environment. Completely being completely just, unaware of like we I work in a hospital in the heart of Detroit. 
the population is the population and it's been the population like that for a while. The demographic is the demographic. It still shocks me to this day, to this day that I work with some nurses who work amongst a demographic they don't like being around. And there's so many other hospitals you could go to if you would rather be around people that make you comfortable. But I have people that come down to a Detroit hospital. And if you're listening to this and you're not from Detroit, you know Detroit's demographic. Detroit is a famous city, okay? So they listen to to this, they come to this hospital and expect, I don't know what, like you, you need to be aware of the culture yeah. of the people that you are caring for. Like if I was to go work at Oakwood, Oakwood is inside. Well, Oakwood's not Oakwood anymore, but for people that listening there from Michigan, there's a hospital inside Dearborn, Michigan. If you don't know anything about Dearborn, Michigan, Dearborn is the city in America with the highest Arab American population. Okay. So, you're going to take care of patients from the Arab community. Mm-hmm. So I would not, it would just baffle me if you have a problem with Arab people. And I'm not even going to say Muslim people because all Arabs are not Muslims. <laughs> so if you have a problem with Arab people, you have preconceived notions about Arab Americans, why you would pick mm-hmm. to go work at the hospital in the center mm-hmm. of Dearborn. That would make no sense to me. I'm sorry. Maybe this is just me just trying to get my thoughts out. But do you think, Do if you're listening to this, do you think of that when you're applying to a hospital? Like, what is my patient demographic going to be? How can I make myself more comfortable? How can I make myself more accessible? How can I make myself more trustworthy to the patients that I am going to be caring for? Right. And And a famous line that I hear from a lot of people is, well, I don't see color. Oh, girl. And, and color is beautiful, <laughs> I have found. And to and to acknowledge that, you know, there is a culture within the black community, within Arab Americans, within indigenous people. There is a culture and it is okay to see it and appreciate it and love it and acknowledge it. But There's nothing it, wrong with seeing that I'm black. Right. I have and, people like, well, what does she look like? And then they describe oh, everything but besides the fact ha- that I'm she's black. Got, she's got you can long tell hair. me I'm black. I'm totally okay with that. I I, I love that about me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I found that in a lot of my friends and, and in my research of if how to be more respectful. Mm-hmm. That is not something that you need to tiptoe around as someone's skin color. <laughs> now, if you start if calling you me Negro, oh, then we got oh, another yeah. problem. That is not that's definitely not <laughs> she's okay. Afro American. Then I'm like, uh uh, okay, 1970s, uh, come back. Right. Okay. Right. Come on back. Come right. on back. Yes. But um, I think I think the, that is that's funny that you said. People say, "Well, I don't see color." I don't see color. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's there and it's, it's gorgeous. There. Whether you want to pretend like you don't see it or not, mm-hmm. we all of different shades, of different races, of different mm-hmm. nationalities, of different ethnicities, and it's mm-hmm. okay for you to see, acknowledge it. It's not okay and for respect you it and respect it, and especially in the nursing field to make adjustments. To make those patients more comfortable. We have, like, they, there's all these courses. They give you a whole course on this. I don't remember what course it is. It's cultural competency. Yes, cultural competency. And, you know, they, they go a lot over, like, um, 
religious preferences in in healthcare, um, Asian American yeah. culture, that kind of thing. But they don't talk about the black community. And you know what's crazy? Because I feel like, and I don't want to get off too deep in this tangent, but a lot of people are unaware, and I guess I can do a slight a slight education, are unaware of the fact that there's a black culture mm-hmm. and then there's like an African culture. Yes. And so there, even the black and African culture are still trying to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mixing and the mingling of the two. Mm-hmm. But black culture was bred out of necessity or due to slavery. Yeah. And so yeah. there's so many people that um, are ancestors of slaves who do not have a tie back to their origin and African who developed a culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we don't mind being called black because we are of black culture. Mm-hmm. Our our culture, though, is a race. You know, people say, well, if I was say white culture. And I'm like, well, the difference is so many people inside um, that identify or that are Caucasian also know that they're Irish. They also know that they're, you know, Italian. Right. And they also, I don't, I personally, unless I decide to give my genes to someone right. don't know exactly what country I am from. I mean, <laughs> so because your ancestors were ripped away. So from I don't their really home. know. Right. So therefore, I identify at, with the black culture. Right. It's a different thing. It takes a lot. It takes a whole different conversation for people to understand that. Mm-hmm. And so t- sometimes, if you've never heard it before, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even like a full synopsis, okay? There's tons of other podcasts that you can listen to to get totally deep into that. Right. But, you know, I, I, I 100% agree with um, Nurse Ebony about, you know, it is not our duty to educate you, but I don't mind. I'm going to correct you. And if you don't want to be a part of that problem, if you see it happening with another patient, Speaking up is always the first step. And it doesn't have to be confrontational. It could be a slight conversation, you know, a slight question or whatever the case may be. But to stand by and passively let stuff happen, you're just becoming a part of the cycle. You are. And and then at that point, you are taking an active role in a a racist act. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, if you don't speak up. (laughs) And, you know, I'm the first to say that every instance in my life, I have not, you know, spoken up. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but now, like, you know, I've been really researching this for a couple of years now, along with other um, social issues, um, especially since the last election. So I just want to be a better person in general. And I feel like I have grown over the last few years, but it's a, it's, it's a process. always a process. And I'm definitely still not perfect. And neither are you. So please take a look inside. And look inward and know that it's okay to admit that you're not perfect and it's okay to to acknowledge this dark part of our society acknowledge it and then try to seek a way to change it once you understand that it's an issue don't ignore it especially if someone tells you that when you do this it makes makes me me feel feel this this. way okay because you can't (laughs) discredit that (laughs) girl once again, that's a whole nother. I could go on because people, is. y'all, uh, I'm not it even going to start. So I will, you know, bring up the fact that patients can also be extremely racist. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I'm, I shouldn't be the one telling you this. Listen. But, you know, I, I have had patients like even an endo tell me, well, you know, I don't want that. I don't even want to say it because it's just so offensive, mm-hmm. but basically saying I don't want that Muslim guy like, mm-hmm. you know, Arab man um, taking care of me. 
I want a different doctor. And no, you no. don't. No, because guess what? This man is he's the best one that we have here. He's 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 <laughs> the, highly he's educated, highly educated, very skilled, and you're not about to come in here and you know ask for a new doctor. Like, well, who do you think you are? Or asking for a new nurse because you know you want a white nurse. Like, girl, that that's that kind of leads us into the second part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I when I was, you know, writing up the episode, and I I don't know if you noticed, but I purposely left it nursing while blank, mm-hmm. right? Because so many people have so many experiences as nurses. Now we're not even talking about the patients, but as a nurse, nursing while black, mm-hmm. nursing while Arab, nursing while Latino, nursing while um, being African, that interactions that we've not only had with patients but we've had with our coworkers. um personally for me there's like there's a whole movement um for black nurses because for so long even now it is not even halfway corrected you know being a black nurse being an icu nurse on top of that i am one of i'm a speckle of few <laughs> just yeah. to be 100 percent honest as far as being a registered nurse, ancillary staff, there's so many ancillary staff of multiple colors. But when it comes to being a licensed official, I am one of, if I'm working, because, you know, you guys, I travel between ICUs. If I'm working and I happen to be working with another black nurse, it's a it's a rarity. Mm-hmm. It's a good day. A crazy day is if it's like four of us there. Because I don't know what happened to put the stars line. How is it four? Like, it's four people here. Like, what? It's four black nurses. I cannot believe that. So we've kind of joined our own community. There's tons of Facebook communities like Black Nurses Rock and this, that, and a third. And so many times while working, you know, I'll have people like, we'll be discussing something as far as a part of those communities. And they'll say, well, I think that's unfair that you guys have those type of groups because what if we had a white nurse's rock? Oh, and I'm like, mm, well, since you guys are the majority, I don't think you need a no, white nurse's don't. rock. I think I think you guys are good. Right. Like, <laughs> if you go to an American Nurses Association convention, I'm it's pretty basically I'm pretty a white sure nurse's rock party. I, I'm pretty sure you're good. Right. I don't think you. I mean, you could if you really wanted to. Um, but I mean, I don't think you kind of understand the fact that there there's not that many of us. So we come together to show that we are not alone in this career cho- choice and we support each other. But I'll, I'll or I'll have to listen to conversations that make me beyond upset or uncomfortable. Um, oh, I, I, I bet you they have welfare. <sighs> I bet you they have food stamps. And I'm sitting here like, you don't think this conversation is, is racially motivated right, at is. all because I think it's totally inappropriate. It absolutely is. And I want to make a point about the, you know, the black nurses groups mm-hmm. and like support systems and stuff like that. White people, listen up. <laughs> you have never had to suffer in society because of the color of your skin period so 
Not saying you haven't suffered for other reasons. For other reasons. Okay. Maybe you did grow up poor. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were, you know, um, treated differently because of your sexual orientation or your gender identity. I'm not saying you haven't struggled in your life. Mm -hmm. That's a different conversation. But race has not been an issue in your life. So for you to say that you you should form a group, a white nurses rock group, no. No, absolutely not. Like <laughs> you're strongly opposing because that your community has suffered, and you do every day encounter mm-hmm. situations that are directly brought on to you because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I you mean, deserve. I, I can. I cannot not say. I don't. I don't think I've ever gone a year in my career working in the hospital where I haven't had an instance. A negative action that or interaction that I've had with either a patient or a fellow nurse due to me being black. Um, I've asked these conversations that I'll have sometimes if they'll get deep at the nurse's station, I'll simply ask them, well, have you ever just humor? Have you ever walked into a room? This is back when I worked in a hospital in a now suburban, predominantly white neighborhood. I say, have you ever walked into a room? In your appropriate color scrubs, with your huge RN tag hanging from your chest, where it's supposed to be, stethoscope draped around your neck, and had your patient ask, are you here to empty my trash? And then I'll just stand there. Because if I don't, if I move, if I make any sudden movements, it's going to be, it's going to be on and popping. Right. Okay. So I have to just stand there. Collect myself. And then I'll, you know, glance down at my badge or look at my stethoscope like, hmm, no, I am your nurse today. Oh, you're my nurse. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, yes, that that would be the case, seeing as I am wearing seal blue scrubs, have a stethoscope draped around my neck. And so, oh, wait, look, big red letters that says are in on my chest. I would happen to be your nurse today. But I can't say that this was once. No, no. That was, that has not, that is not a one-time thing. And I guarantee you, if you go to any black nursing professional that you have ever worked with, they will tell you of at least one time, someone has identified them with something lesser than what they were. Right. Automatically. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must be my aide. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you environmental? Are you bringing my food? Mm-hmm. Are you here to mop my floor? Mm-hmm. No. 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 And I don't get it wrong. Women doctors feel this way when they walk into rooms and mm-hmm. people automatically assume that they're, they're a nurse. nurses. Yeah. Right. So we're not, I'm not negating that other people have other crosses to bear. Right. But that's not this conversation. That's not this conversation. It's okay. And, and that does drive me crazy is when, you know, people bring up other unrelated oh. topics to try to convince you that, oh, you don't have it that bad. Let me tell you about this one time. Yeah. Because, this one time. Because I'm you know a what? woman. This, 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 this one time. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you as a white nurse cannot experience some sort of prejudice against you. Because I've had ignorant patients say, I don't want that white bee in here. You keep yeah, her out of here. That's not this conversation. And I don't though. want that white person in here because they, they. I don't like them. I don't trust white people. And it, that that's not right. 
It's not right either. You should not have to deal with that. And I back you on that. You shouldn't have to deal with that type of ignorance. But but can innately, I also say, though, that like, yes, it is hurtful when people act like that. And I have encountered that before. But that's not racism. That is a towards white people. That is a reaction towards probably how, towards they, were treated. how they were treated or how their families were treated. It's a deep rooted thing. And yeah, it sucks to be, you know, but. I can tell you like maybe two or three times in my entire life that that has happened. Whereas, you know, the issue of racism is like very, (laughs) it it happens every day. For instance, there are significantly less black people in management or administration. I don't think tell you the last time I know one black manager at my hospital out of all the ICU managers. I don't think I've ever met one at the hospital that I work at. I don't think that there has been any pictures of like top administration that I have seen of that any I can identify color. with. And I think people is like, well, you know, anybody can get those positions and don't let nobody tell you that we are not trying to get those positions. No, that's that would be an, an outright lie. Mm-hmm. And I like that nowadays there are a lot more public figures Uh, of color of multiple colors that are coming out and you know advocating not just for higher positions but also hey i am an arab muslim woman in this position Mm -hmm. i am a black woman in this position i am a latino uh lesbian in this i'm all of that in this position and it's nothing it's nothing wrong with embracing that the Mm -hmm. same way i will never ever diminish if you want i don't even i hate to just automatically say you're Italian but that's what is coming to my head if you want to run around and say I love being Italian I love everything about my Italian family I love this and that and the third and I'm be like girl I'm that's all great. for you it's culture that is a culture that is a culture mm-hmm. get up in that mm-hmm. I love that yep, yep. Russian culture there's you, know, you listen Irish culture those are cultures all for it okay? being just plain old white and having white pride is not a culture. That's kind of that is racist. The stigma for that is not that great. Mm. So I, I I thank you guys for sitting through this with us. We have one witness, my ways, from a former um, classmate of mine. She uh, was willing to share. She is an Arab uh, American nurse who uh, used to wear a hijab. She's still Muslim, but she does not wear a hijab. And she said um, during training. My preceptor would give me the hardest patience so I would fail, which I did. Anyone would. Then she would go on to bitch, but I would describe the patience she kept giving me. And then I overheard her telling her friends that I was going to fail. I've never met this woman before, but she was destined for me to fail. Um, Which I then told her, hello, I'm standing right here. She's like, karma is she was written up for it. And you know what? I commend her for that because so many people would just take it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this must be hazing. Mm-hmm. Racism is not hazing. Mm-mm. If you feel like someone is treating you differently because they don't understand you, they don't agree with your culture, they don't understand you, speak up for yourself. And she did. Got her written up. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. And I'm not saying anything else beyond that. So (laughs) um, I commend, I commend T. Thank you for that um, uh, insert into this 
Um, we thank you guys for listening for us. Yes, this is a, this is a tough conversation to have, but it needs to happen. It needs to happen. And um, we came together. We're Ebony and Ivory because we want to bridge that gap. Is one of our goals mm-hmm. between the two different co- worlds because there mm-hmm. does seem to be a divide. Whether you guys acknowledge it or not, there is. Mm-hmm. But, sh- but it shouldn't be there. There but is, is, but I think the reason why we're such good friends is because we see the beauty in each other and our differences. It's just how it goes. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring everybody together. It's mm-hmm. gonna be all love. Kumbaya, kumbaya. <laughs> but until then, you know, make sure you you are dedicating some time to yourself, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>